this is not your mother's middle age. No longer is waking up each day, living the wash, rinse, and repeat cycle acceptable. We have the life lessons, the relationships, the wins, and the losses with which to navigate to our highest self without hesitation and without fear leading the way. We have been there and done that, and so we have so much to offer the world and each other. So join me on this journey speaking to ordinary women doing extraordinary things for new insights, new ideas, new medical breakthroughs, and new life lessons. You will be inspired to find your best life here and now. My name is Wendy Charles McGuire, and this is your Second Wind Podcast. Welcome, Second Wind. I have another fabulous woman in front of us. Her name is Gigi Wellborn, but her art pseudonym name is G.W. Harper. She is a wife, a mother, an artist, and a healer. Gigi has embarked on a journey which is creating health for others and is even about, her business is about to be on a billboard, which like, seriously, a billboard. Like, did you ever say like, hey, I wonder why that woman's on a billboard. That's really cool. Like, you drive by, you go, well, why couldn't I be on a billboard? But Gigi's going to be on a billboard. So cool. And I met Gigi through, like everything else, a referral because I was really suffering in the beginning with Lyme disease. And my friend said, oh, my gosh, you have to meet this woman, Gigi. She does traveling IVs. Lack of a better way to say it. I said, oh, well, that sounds interesting. I should try that. So I call her. She's great. She comes over. And the energy this woman brings into the room, and she just makes you feel like she's got you. It's going to be great. She knows exactly what your body needs. And we sit, and she does the drip, and you are better. And then she adjusts. And I think we're even going to call my little packet of mixture (laughs) the Wendy Wendy (laughs) packet or something because it's special methylated stuff. And, well, she's, she's just a blessing to me and others. And it's another blessing of my Lyme disease is that I'm meeting people like this and now I can bring them and their passion and their second wind to you, my audience. So welcome, Gigi. <laughs> greetings, greetings, Wendy. You are amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I'm so glad you agreed to do it. Of course. And, you know, like every other story, there's a story. Yeah, always. <laughs> like every other woman who comes on and man, there is a story behind the story. So let's start with, we've all had like things that have been a hint of a second wind, a first, second, third wind, things like that. What is that pivotal thing for you? What is that moment when you said, yeah, I'm changing trajectory here. Well, that you would call your second wind. For me, it started about four years ago. So I was, you know, I tell people by trade, I am a nurse. By passion, I'm an artist. And that kind of started my whole entrepreneurial type journey. I was able to find myself. And that finding myself led to this path, this journey that I'm on right now. It's just been amazing. So four years ago, my husband surprised me for my birthday and bought me a starter art kit. He sent me to a hotel without my girls um, who are now seven and nine. He said, I want you to spend the weekend and paint your heart away. I've been painting ever since. Time out right here. Do you know why? Because you are now the, you are the second person, 
third or second person who's been on the second wind, whose husband for their birthday sent them to a hotel and said, do this for you, take the time. And actually the person who recommended you to me, Julie Lord, who's been mm. on the podcast, she's one of them. Are you serious? So interesting. Okay. It's crazy. Yes, it's just weird. Yeah. It, that's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. No, it's just that just started everything. I basically growing up, my mom said, I'll send you to school to be one thing, one thing only. That's a nurse. Anything else you can finance yourself. Painting is a hobby. You need a real job. You have to support yourself. You can't do that. So I forgot who I was. And she said, you have to put childish things away. So I forgot who I was. I mean, I've been a nurse for over 20 years now. Forgot who I was. And like I said, when my husband sent me, I just started painting and I stopped. You know what it is? At that moment, I stopped making excuses because I said, oh, if I had a studio, I would, you know, paint. I would do all these amazing things. Start with what you have now. What is your MVP? I started in my kitchen. That was my first studio. After we put our girls to sleep, my husband would cook dinner, we would put on jazz music, and I would paint every night. And we did this for months. And I just became like prolific in the amount of art I created at that point. And I just like, I have to stop making excuses. I have to do this. And, you know, obviously one thing leads to another. But then the pandemic hit. We end up moving, pandemic hit. And then I had to really refigure out what I wanted to do again. It's kind of like, where am I going to, what am I going to do next? What's the next thing for me? Mm -hmm. I'm not happy at the bedside anymore. I don't feel like I'm making a difference. Mm -hmm. I'm giving out Band-Aids, but they're like not even waterproof Band-Aids. I'm just, what can wow. I do? can I promote <laughs> wellness? I feel like I'm on the wrong side of it. So then that's where the IV hydration came up. And it's like, I, and it's funny, years ago, I said, if I could start IVs all day long, I would be happy as a lark. I started my manifestation years ago. I put that into the universe. If I could do that all day long, I would be happy. And it happened. And now it's just kind of like, I'm. that's angry. so interesting. And I'm expanding now. Yeah, and now you have this business. Yeah. Right. And now I'm trying to merge both of my passions. So now it'll be eventually drip and paint. Yeah, drip and paint. So you can, I, before COVID, I was doing dripping, yeah, painting sips. So after COVID, that kind of shut everything down. Now I want you to be able to get your IV hydration and learn how to paint while you're here. Like just merging those two oh. things. <laughs> it's just the whole creative wellness. But yeah, that's just, it's like, yeah. so keep going. Let, let me ask you a few questions because inquiring minds want to know. So your husband says, here, fabulous wife, I have this birthday gift for you. You are going to go to this hotel and you're going to paint. What do you think to yourself? I didn't know what to think. Right. I didn't know what to think. And it was the craziest thing because where I was working, he booked the hotel across the street. So I sat the entire okay. day looking at this hotel. I had my, I literally brought my luggage to work and I sat there and I watched I the hotel the whole day. <laughs> and I was like, I want to be there soon. I'm going to be painting. I have all my stuff. That's so interesting. I wonder if being at that hotel though, Made you look at, like, when you're in the hotel, right. looking at work. Right, 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 Me? right. It was crazy. I could see it okay. from right where I was sitting. It was the weirdest thing. And that weekend, when you're by yourself, and people are making the bed for you, right? Right. <laughs> and exactly. people are making food for you. Right. And you have this time. What's going through your head? I honestly didn't and know. your what heart. 
think because you know as wives as mothers we're so used to be to do something we always have to do something it was weird to be in peace like I can just sit here and watch tv or I can go grab something or I could paint and like it's weird but we should like that should be something we're used to because that's a part of self-care it shouldn't feel weird because we should be doing self-care with ourselves and that's what just is it's odd, but it shouldn't be odd. It was so many thoughts that went through and my that's mind. What you advocate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm that's big. what you advocate. When you set up the appointment for someone to have the IV, you're like, okay, this is two hours uh-huh. where you're just going to sit and relax and just be, and you can do whatever you want. You can, and you bring, you bring the soothing music, you bring the diffuser with the stuff, you yeah. bring the heating pad right, and, and the whole bit. And if somebody who, can't have that in their lives and they make this appointment you don't realize how many people that don't know how to be just to oh i'm aware yeah (laughs) just to be it's hard we're busy bodies it's just it's really hard and i tell people that it's this is your spa like moment this is your time Mm -hmm. whether you want to talk whether you want to sit everyone spends their self-care see self-care differently but it's really hard Mm -hmm. i notice for people to just be in silence, be with themselves. I don't know if that's something that's uncomfortable for a lot of people, that self-awareness. It is because people don't know how to sit in the seat of their soul. Right. Oh, I like that. In the seat of their soul. To- yes. It's difficult. Well, that's a Gary Zukoff book. Yeah. I'm just, I stole it. I stole my thing. But that's one of the books that started me on my journey is being in your own. You should be able to be by yourself that's- and like the thoughts you think. That's hard. We look for, and I feel like this is, even this whole journey with IV hydration art, everything has taught me a lot about myself. I'm very, I'm much more self-aware and I try to promote that wellness and self-awareness to other people. We're just not, you're right. We're not used to just being, being with our thoughts, being by ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, why is mm-hmm. that? Why is that? Ugh. Self-care. We have to do well, self-care. That's what we're trying to figure out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> self-care now, is big. Yeah. Before I was yeah. working seven days a week. So let's, now it's I take yeah. a day and I take a day and I tell people I take a day a week off. That is my self-care day. Whether I do absolutely nothing and look at the ceiling all day long, that is up to me. I take that day one day a week though. That is my day. With no judgment, right? No judgment. You have no expectations and no judgment. Not doing anything. If I you decide I want to fold or do to something. No, it's me. Most of the time I do Pilates, <laughs> surely Lord. But I take time and I do, I just do self-care, being able to curl up in my kids and having them as children at a young age be able to see that and respect that. Mommy's doing self-care. Mommy's reading. Mommy's doing X, Y, and Z. Listen, we've got to be self-sufficient in this house because at the same time, they need to be doing the same thing themselves and being able to, it's a learned behavior. And the best time to learn is when yeah. you're young. Definitely. So you just carry that over. So yeah. Oh, it- I love it. I love it. Yeah. Let's go back a little. Okay. Because you hit on it a little bit about your mother saying, you're going to school for one thing, but there's a reason why she did that. And it really was in your best interest for her it- to push yeah. you in that direction. Let's go back to who is Gigi? Like, how did you grow up and and what brought you into this, you know, you do this in college and you make a living for yourself and you be self-reliant or 
figure it out on your own. And I'm basically going to say, don't let the door hit you on the butt on the way out. Right. So let's go there. So I was born and born and raised in Atlanta. This is home. My mom was born in 1943 in rural Alabama as a black woman. She wanted to be an interior designer. She's great at that. She was the last of 10 children. Wow. So basically what happened is their family, the oldest always sent the youngest to school. They told her, absolutely not. You're going to go to school to be a teacher. Because at the same time during that time, that wasn't necessarily an option for her. She basically told me little black girls will become an artist. That's a hobby. That's not a job. You can't make any money even till this day. I had just had a conversation with my mother last night and she said the exact same thing. She's like, your art won't make you any money. Still, even though I've sold hundreds of pieces, your art won't make you any money. She's that is she's but I have to meet her where she is. So she basically told me I'll because a lot of my what happened is that during that time I was growing up, I had three or four cousins that ended up going to nursing school and becoming specializing in anesthesia. That was her big thing. All she saw was money, you know, wasn't back then. Of course, it's not happiness. How does this job make me feel? Am I good at it? Do I feel confident in it? No, it just makes a lot of money. That's all she wanted to do now. I was one of the few students. I graduated from Emory University. I was one of the few students that actually came in as a nursing major and actually graduated as a nursing major that you never hear of. Oh, wow. They come in as something else and you find nursing along the way because something usually goes wrong. A lot of students would come to me and ask me, how do I get on the nursing track? I was like, I didn't have an option. I had to be out in four years. My mama said she's going to pay for four years. Four years, that's it. You don't get any extra. So she was very stringent on that. So it was kind of stressful coming through school. And at that time, she actually became sick. So it was me as a student. She lost her vision, trying to be a student, trying to get to nursing school and also take care of my mother who no longer could see. So it was just a lot. And I honestly, through all of that, I forgot who I was. I used to do portraits and stuff for people, like, especially in high school. I didn't draw. I didn't sketch. I stopped doing any of that stuff. It's like, why? That's that's. And as a kid, is that something that you just naturally were drawn to, just to draw and create? And I was born a creative. I was born a creative. My mom was born a creative. Yeah. Just She was a teacher. So she was able to show her creativity on her bulletin boards. In her mm. classrooms, but nothing more right. than that. I mean, she could have been a great designer. I mean, our home, the things that she would come up with, her DIY stuff was project. <laughs> I mean, she's like DIY queen. But because that wasn't, she felt wasn't going to make her money. She didn't have hobbies. She never really invested in self-care. She never invested. She was in a herself. single mom, correct? Yeah, for the most part. My dad, my parents broke up when I was like six. I mean, my dad was still in the picture, but she was pretty much a single mom for the most part. Yeah. But she never, she never looked at hobbies. She never looked at going, taking that further. And when Reggie got me this, it's like I never owned an easel. I did, when I, I bought a house in 2005. And at that time, I, was, I couldn't afford to like buy real art. So I got some little canvases from Michael and I just did some abstract. They sat there for 12 years until we decided to sell the house. Oh, do you painted your own artwork for your house? Just two pieces, two pieces on puppy pads. I remember painting them on puppy pads because I wasn't going to get an easel. I remember wanting an easel. I said, well, I'm not going to get an (laughs) easel for this. Puppy pads in my brand new foyer. I put them up. They stayed there for 12 years. And when we were selling the house, people said, oh my God, do you still have that painting? 
do you have more of them? And I was like, y'all will pay for my work. Are these people that are looking at the house that are saying, oh, I like those paintings. Yes. Oh, that's so cool. And then a person, ironically, one of my good friends kind of fell on hard times. And they were the person, one of the persons that bought one of my very first piece, my very first piece. And I was like, oh, you know, I'll help you out. I'll buy my piece back. He was like, I will never sell it to you. He's like, I will sleep in my car before I sell you that piece back. (laughs) He's like, I won't sell it. Wow. And that just kind of gave me like even this like, oh, my God, people will buy my stuff and just yeah, a little to... bit of encouragement. Exactly. Just like that little. That's what you need is that's what your journey is. It's increments, small increments of encouragement. And then you eventually find out what you want to do and it pushes you closer to your goal. You don't get one. People think you get one big push. You don't get one big push. It's small increments to lead you where you need. Yes. Yeah, so you be. just have to listen to them. We don't listen. That's the biggest thing. We, we don't tune listen. We're too busy. We tune it out. We tune it out. We're distracted. So tell me. Yeah, we're distracted. So you buy this house. You're selling this house. You only do art because you don't have anything for your walls. You're not going to go buy stuff. <laughs> right. So what happens next? Right. So I was this whole time I was, you know, I've done everything from mainly emergency medicine is my background. I've done everything from flight nursing, jumping out of helicopters, Working on a Navajo reservation, working in California, director of nursing for the Atlanta jail, for all of the mental health at Grady, ran all of Grady's mental health for a minute, everything, telehealth. I've pretty much done everything at this point. Uh, Infusions. So I've pretty much done everything. I still didn't feel like I was making a difference. Like you're... Why is that? Why? Because you're there. You're there. You're in the throes of it, right? And I'm sure because of your energy, you're helping the person you're sitting with bedside-wise. Trying to. I'm sure you are. Trying to. You so have four what, or five patients. What is not working? Four or five patients. You're trying to charting. Takes time. Four or five patients, nine times out of ten, you're hunting for half the stuff. I spent most of my day at work hunting for stuff, looking for stuff. Why don't we have this? We don't have supplies. We don't have, like, you want me to do a job that I'm not even equipped to do. You don't even give me the supplies I need to do the job. We don't have this. We don't have that. You're trying to chart. You're trying to, but at the same time too, is you're trying to meet people where they are also. They're not working about, worried about what. Right. They're worried about Band-Aid. Give me a pill. Oh. a pill. That's it. Give me that IV. I need that quick. I need to be gone. That's it. It's like, it was like running wow. a drive through of medicine. I don't want to be here. Just give me this. I need to go. In the negative. That's the energy. mindset. Give me a pill. I'll be better. Move on. That's it. And you knew, we've talked about this. You knew that, well, I'm just going to see you again. You're going to be back because the pill's just going to keep you, boop, 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 boop. It's, you're not going to ever get better. You may not get a, a lot worse if you keep right. con- taking the pill, but at some point the pill isn't going to be as effective. It's keeping you alive. And I'm going to see you again. Just keeping you yeah. alive. There were patients I would have, I would expect them the first of every month. And literally when they really? didn't come, I kid you not. Literally when they're coming, so I'm wait, let me call that person. Are you okay? They came like clockwork. Literally, you could set your clock to them. That's how often it's such a And what do you attribute that to? Yeah, but what do you attribute that to? Just being lost in a system. A system that's not set up wow. to help you necessarily. I mean, well, I mean, medicine, pharmaceuticals, illness is a trillion dollar business. If you're not sick, you can't take these pills. Pharmaceutical companies cannot make money. 
they can't charge you $500 for insulin. They literally, it's almost like it's mm. the saddest thing. I had a patient, actually, uh, a few years ago, I asked him, he came in, his glucose was 1,000. Any other person, they would be. What's it supposed to be? Oh, between a normal glucose is between 60 and 110. His was 1,000. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's crazy. You're usually in a coma at that point, but he had just, that happens to him so often. I asked him, why didn't you take your insulin? He's like, because I can't afford insulin. Insulin is $500 now. So I either pay rent, I either eat, or I buy insulin. He's like, I can come here and get my insulin taken care of. He's like, I can't do that. I have to have a place to stay. You're literally making people decide life, how to, like, you're fighting to live. That's pretty much what raising these prices are doing. So, and ironically, the people that are probably are raising the prices, they're the ones that are getting the IV hydration at the house. Yeah. So you're unhappy bedside. What does that look like for you? So you're unhappy. Does that make you what? What does that make you do? I can't give my best. I can't give the energy that I want to give. And we how do. is that manifesting in your life? Oh, my God. Is that no. showing up in other areas? Oh, God. When I get home. When I get yeah. home. I can't be a wife. I can't be a nurturing mother. Reggie would always tell me I would have a work like on Thursday. I mean, the week before, the Friday before I'm fretting to go in a whole week before work. Oh, He's wow. like, no, absolutely not. It's like, I would do anything I need to. So you don't have to go back to that place. You know, coworkers, we're all, we're exhausted. You have people that are working extra shifts, not getting paid like they need to. It's just a lot. You have patients coming in cursing you out, calling you all types of nasty words because of, it's just, it's, we were in a pandemic and that just wasn't the pandemic. That's been since I started nursing 20 years ago. That never oh, really? changed. No. You have people just in as an ER nurse, you meet people at their worst. You meet mm. them at the door at their worst. You're trying to help them. A lot of times they don't want to be there. They've been sent. It just is a number of reasons. Coworkers of the work, like they're nasty to each other administration it just rains down it's not a happy place to be you're tired you can't eat you ask for lunch it's like well we don't have anyone to cover you i've been here for 12 hours which then throws your whole homeostasis and equilibrium off and in 2022 there is a shortage yeah of even nurses after paying even after them paying them that amount of money they're still people like we we're leaving veteran nurses are leaving because it's not safe at this point you have a, and the thing is, too, is you have a lot of new nurses that are coming out. There were no nurses to train them. So you just took these people. They're allowing nurses well, right now to take care of patients, and they haven't even taken the NCLEX, the test you need to take to even get your license. I mean, it's liability. It's my license. I had one instance where, recently, one of my last shifts, ironically, I had a patient that was, you know, out of it. They thought maybe he had a stroke. Completely, the CAT scan was completely negative. I literally battled with this man the entire day. I had been mm. there since 6.45 in the morning. It was 5.30 in the afternoon. I had not eaten anything. I was exhausted. I was tired. Yeah. I asked another nurse to, I just need 30 minutes. I'll probably be back early. I just need to put something in my mouth. I came back. His pressure is sky high. What happened to my patient? He didn't know. We need to immediately scan this man's head. In that 30 minutes, this man had a stroke. But the nurse that was covering me didn't even realize it. It's a liability issue. That's my license. 
Oh I have my to eat. God. So it's not even safe for me to go to eat. That's where we are. Okay. How'd you flip the switch? How'd you get out of that? I was already in the process. And decide what you were doing. I was already in the process. So this okay. is one of the last shifts of my, I was doing, for the last year, I was doing eight-week contracts. Every time it was, I always had to stay focused. I'm growing my business. So when I first started, I didn't have the business. Just making money to be able to, you know, get everything started. Second time I went in, it was. The business of IV infusions. Right. Is that what you're talking about? Just, yes. So wait, so wait, so wait. We jumped ahead. Back <laughs> up just a little bit. So during all this process, you find painting again. Mm-hmm. You enjoy it. Your husband mm-hmm. gives you, and you're like, wow. And that inspires you. Right. And do you continue to paint yeah. after that? Continue to paint. So you continue to paint. Continue to paint. was in numerous galleries. My first solo exhibit was actually in Richmond, Virginia. Numerous yeah. galleries, numerous exhibits in Atlanta, jewelry events where I was painting, art, lots of commissions, commission pieces. And then COVID hit. I was doing paint parties. I was just was living my best life and COVID hit and I had to pivot. That was the biggest thing. I had to end up pivoting. And what happened is that whole, I, during that time, I ended up moving away from Atlanta. So... Everything basically shut down. I was away from my Atlanta art community and just kind of had to rework what I wanted to do long term. Mm-hmm. You know, I still wanted mm-hmm. to do that, but I wanted to do something that with COVID making wellness more a priority because you're still you knew you wanted to help people. You right. still knew you had that healing part of you. Right. Right. So, yeah. And even though I didn't necessarily come in to be a nurse, I still was a healer. The hospital system didn't allow me to do it the way I wanted to. One of the many reasons for this podcast is to collect, connect, and share information that will add to your life. It is my honor and pleasure to share products with you that I buy, use, and believe in that are high quality, sustainable, responsible to our earth, and that actually work. One product I have been using for almost a year now, every day, and now twice a day with the diagnosis of my Lyme disease is collagen. Collagen is a buzzword right now because collagen is a protein that makes up 30% of our bodies. And like everything else, as we age, we lose it. Fine lines, brittle nails, dull hair, achy joints, dry skin are all part of why collagen is so essential. So let me share why Elaine Collagen, the brand I use, is in my opinion more effective than what's out there on those shelves. It is easy to use, tasteless, and dissolves into any beverage. It's non-GMO, and it's from cows raised in Spain, and no chemicals are used for its extraction. Bingo, speaking my language. You can experience the benefits for yourself and receive 15% off by using the code SECONDWIND, all one word, at checkout at elainewellness.com. And if you want to know more about Elaine and her second wind story, listen to her episode. The title is Plot Twist. There's no such thing as anti-aging from March 15, 2021. Now, back to the episode. Okay. So then you, what made you say, okay, I'm going to go ahead and start giving people IVs? Actually, someone in my new community asked me, it's like, hey, I usually get these in Atlanta and because of COVID, can't exactly do that. 
would this be something that you could possibly even do? And that's when I started doing research on it. So it took me over a year just to do the research, you know, with the whole litigation, with how to start a business. I'm, there's nowhere for you to really go to say, okay, how to start an IV hydration business. It's something, especially with the different laws, Georgia laws. I had to, I really had to figure everything out myself and just take the time and the due diligence to just do my own research because I couldn't at the same time, I didn't want to take someone else's word. I wanted to really do my own research with it. So after a year or so, I pretty much had everything together. It was just about funding this business while living at the same time. And that's why I was doing the contracts. I was doing contracts and that it was one of those things where even my password for my charting system for when I go into hospitals was my business name. It always, every so time I logged in, every time I logged in, it kept me focused. Why are you here? Do not get caught up. Do not be distracted. Why are you here? Every single time I logged in, it's like, oh, reset. Don't get mad. Don't get frustrated. This is a part what of was, What was the password? Essential Wellness 360. Interesting. And that's the name of your business? Yes. Wow. So this one person said that to you and it started you yeah. on this whole path never thought of it and it's like and that probably it. is your second one yeah. story right there because you were kind of dabbling and kind of shifting around and trying you know you would obviously spread yourself over many many different areas trying to find that thing right that would right. talk to you speak to you and then this person what does, you know, I live in Serenby, you live in Serenby. Right, right. And I don't really want to drive to Atlanta and you're a nurse. Could you do this? Exactly. And, and then, then so much said, Yeah. And I said, when I manifested it all those years ago, if I could start IVs all day long, I would be happy as a lark. I because you enjoy giving IVs to people. Love it. I love it. Why? Why do you love, love giving it. IVs? It's also it's like a skill set to be able to put in an IV. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. It is. When my mother, who has like falling apart, what do you call those veins that just kind of Oh, yeah, collapsing, rolling. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, it's a skill set. And switch. everybody's trying. And I'm like, after the ninth person, I'm like, ah. <laughs> stop. Set. I'm going to go find somebody who can do this. I love it. It's a skill set. I was always a person in the hospital putting the IVs in people's nets. That's ooh, where I was. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Like we had a lot of difficult IV sticks and I love doing the difficult IV sticks. That was just my thing in nursing. That that interesting? Just my thing. Always my thing. Yeah. And wow. then in the hospital, they, I know when I started, we were able to mix banana bags, what they call banana bags, which is only like maybe three of the ingredients that I use even in my bags now. They don't even offer yeah. these type of IV hydrations in hospitals, not even an option. They took the autonomy away from us to even mix our own drips. And pharmacy had to mix it. It's just like all the autonomy. And that was another thing as nursing, me nursing when I first started is completely different than me nursing now. The autonomy is gone. You're not allowed to think. Oh, wow. So you, even if you get to know the patient and you're learning more about their history than say a doctor can get in the five minute little checklist, now you can't use that information for their benefit. Right. Is that what you're saying? Right. You're always having to be vigilant it's really mm. because of the systems like i said it's not it's not safe you have nurses tell me well the doctor ordered it where's your critical thinking skills look at the patient why would he order and i've had it they make mistakes doctors are humans too 
Mm-hmm. I've got plenty of that. Even recently, I was like, what is this? this the doctor said, oh, I'm sorry. He literally said, oh, literally said my bad verbatim. I accidentally clicked the wrong thing. That's like somebody at the restaurant who kicks, clicks the wrong button and somebody gets like a chicken pot pie instead of chicken tenders. There's a yeah. big difference. Yeah, but this one could have killed the patient. Literally could have killed. The medication could have oh killed him. Oh, my gosh. Literally could have killed him. Oh, Literally my Literally could have killed him. So, like I said, you have, like I said, you have a new nurse. That they're not, a lot of times they don't have, a veteran nurse has a voice. I Got can you. say, eh, this doesn't look right. Okay, how are we using this? Like, I have doctors. Like, no, let's talk this through. <laughs> like, I want to hear. I'm concerned. Right. Let's talk this through. Is this new medication? Like, is this a new way we're using it? What does right. the literature say? I will ask them in a minute, what does the literature say? Why are we using right. this? Like, I don't think that's necessarily why. And like, respectfully, but if you just give stuff just because a doctor orders it, you could potentially, that's liability. That's a lot of liability. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, it's not really right. safe anymore. Because that person could be a patient that I took care of in the emergency room. Now, upstairs, someone's giving them something just because a doctor ordered it. Now, they're pulling the whole chart. That's the problem. Wow. So I'm just kind of like, no, yeah. let's, I want to be able to, like I said, that's why I do a complete assessment while my clients, complete history. Let's talk this out. Custom make drips, as you know, <laughs> custom make drips based on your personal need. Everyone's different. It's not a one size yeah. fits all. Hospitals want to do a one size fits all. Get this person a pill. Get this person a pill. How are you sleeping? I had to fill out a bunch of stuff. And then, and we talk every time that you come to my house which is so lovely, that you ask me a bunch of questions and it's like, oh, yeah, I am sleeping better. Oh, yeah, this is happening. Oh, yeah, I'd, you know, and then you you kind of mix it for whatever's happening right then. Right, because we it's may so need to change cool. the drip. We may need to change Yeah, we need things. to change it and you have the ability to do it. So let me ask you this. So you finally decide to leave nursing and you've done the research. You didn't just... Oh, I hate nursing. I'm quitting now. <laughs> and I'm going to start this system no. here. Because that's important that people know that you still have to do your research. You still have to cover your bases. You still have to create the path that brings you there. You can't just like stop one thing right. and be like, I'm going to find myself now. And it will just happen. I mean, some you people do that. In the work and you- kudos, kudos to them if they can do that. But <laughs> that was some well, They can pull it off. That's great. If you set yourself up, you will be caught by the universe if you are doing the right thing. But I, I also truly believe that you can make the path less antagonistic right. the way, less aggressive if you have, yeah, if you have some, some cleared flagstones to step on, exactly. you know, that don't have all the little sharp rocks. So you, you are researching how to create this business. And going through the loopholes, how do I get the licensing? How to do that? So tell us about the business. What is this business you've created? Because I kind of caught you as you're evolving right. into getting it to be a business where you're not the only one doing it. Exactly. Exactly. Like, and that's one of the things I had in this. Someone I, somewhere I read that, whereas like you have a, you're doing it yourself you have a side hustle if you have a if you have people working for you you have a business there's a difference with it it was I was still working full-time 36 hours a week 12 hour shifts while dripping doing infusions on my days off so I was working seven days a week for months you were also finding proof in the 
you were finding proof to your theory that you could do this. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Right. And okay. building clientele, that's the biggest thing. I was building yeah. clientele. There was a lot of trial and error, little things, figuring out how things work, dealing with, I have to have vendors that I get my supplies from, compounding mm. pharmacies. I have to have those, you know, being able to get my vitamins on time, <laughs> you know, dealing with FedEx, dealing with things that are outside of your control, being able to circumvent all of those issues so that it's not affecting your business. I had to go through all of that. I even had a clinic in Atlanta, in East Atlanta for 10 weeks as basically an experiment. Yeah, it didn't really work out. And that's the biggest thing too, is knowing your clientele. Honestly, knowing your clientele, it wasn't my clientele and that's fine. And I don't feel like that's a failure. Right. I don't feel like that's a figure. That was a learning experience. No, it just kind of made your ship go in a different direction. Exactly. You're still in the ship. Exactly. Still moving forward. Exactly. You just needed to go around the block. Exactly. And now I'm about to open up a IV hydration boutique in Serenby. So it's like, it's like I can see that as a failure because then if I saw that as a failure, it would prevent me from moving forward to something bigger and better. You know, I can't see that as that. It was a learning experience. And then my biggest thing too is learning how to stop. And I'm still learning how to do this, to stop and celebrate your wins. The small wins. Oh, yeah. The small yes. wins. Because we're so used to, all right, I got to do this, this, and this. You don't stop and say, oh, I did a good job at that. I actually pulled that off. You're so on to the next thing that when something fails, it's like, oh, I'm a failure. Your life falls apart. And it's just, oh, I can't do this. Celebrating mm -hmm. all wins so you know when that failure comes, it's like, well, I did all this other stuff that's really great. Yeah, yeah. tell my children, put all that in your little treasure chest. I love that. Yeah. And I every time you need it, you just, you just open it up. Yes. And you can pull out your wins but to cover have, up the, you know, if you have a trunk learn of, from your losses, let them go. Exactly. If you have a trunk of, you know, failures, then you're not going to see the the little wins that add up and stuff. But yeah, it's just everything. I had everything from medical director, like I say, to vendors, figuring out, because I had to do all my consent forms. I built my own website. I pretty much did most of the stuff. Like I say, learning how to do a lot of that stuff on your own saves money. Granted, you spend time. Time is still money. But as you grow, mm -hmm. you learn how to delegate those things, those tasks. That's big. That's huge. That's really huge. Time is time is money. And that was another thing, too, that changed with me. When the hospitals with the COVID pay, they started paying you more. And then it hit me. It wasn't the money. I'm still unhappy. Mm. My currency was money. And I didn't realize that. I had to change my currency from money, which is renewable, is a renewable resource to time, energy, and happiness. Time is not renewable. Once it's gone, change it's gone. Change currency. Change your currency. Change the currency from money mm -hmm. being the reason why you're happy to right. what? To time, energy, and happiness. So basically, that was the biggest thing you were asking me about, you know, making it a business. Now I'm trying to build my business. I just hired my first employee in the process of training. Now I want to be able to pay somebody else money for time, more time on my end, better energy and happiness. That's what they're giving me. The money will keep coming. That's not the issue. The money is renewable. You're getting the money. That's not the issue. Paying somebody else money for time, energy, and happiness. My currency is different. Oh, that's so good. 
how can I get better energy? It's so good. Yeah. How do you get better energy? So let me ask you this. So for people who, you know, only know of IVs from hospital shows, get them an IV stat, blah, 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 or maybe knowing about them, basically, what does, and I even asked you this question, and I think I'm pretty versed in the health world. Why should someone consider having an IV from someone like you? Because at the end of the day, you are only as healthy as your gut. Okay. So basically the way the gut works is you have hydrochloric acid in it. That breaks down all your food so that it's digestible. You could be honestly eating fruits and vegetables every single day. If there's any issues with your gut or there's an issue with the soil that those vegetables were grown in, it could be nutrient. The soil isn't nutrient rich. So basically the gut. Well, we know it's not. We know the soil today (laughs) is not the same soil from the 18 and early 1900s. This is not. Exactly. It's mass produced. They're pulling stuff early. You're not getting all the nutrients that you need. So yeah, you may be eating it, but you're not getting exactly what you need. Even with peels and vitamins, what happens is by the time it goes through your stomach, it's broken down by hydrochloric acid. You're hoping that it's absorbed at the right portion in your small intestines. Like I said, you're only as healthy as your gut. If your gut isn't healthy, it's passing all that through and you're only getting a small fraction of those vitamins. So say the reason why you see people get vitamin B12 injections so often is our gut physically is not capable of absorbing vitamin B12, period. Like you only get maybe 9% of what's in that peel. That's why you'll see like the enteric code. Wait, what's the peel? What's the peel? Like the peel, like a, a vitamin B12 peel. Oh, yeah. a peel. A peel. A peel. A peel. It's that genre okay, coming out, babe. A peel. peel. Is that like a peel of the skin? Okay, so. Peel. So you only get a small portion of that. So that's why they say the best way to get it is IV, which you get what we call 100% bioavailability. That means 100% of that drip, that drug is going 100% into your body. Um, why? Is it by- bypassing the gut? Is it's that why? bypassing the gut. All of that bypasses the gut and goes straight to your organs. So you don't have to do that whole going through your stomach, passing it or anything like that. So basically like vitamin Bs, the best way to get it is obviously IV first, what we call IM injection, the shot, because with the muscle, it sits in the muscle and it's released over time. Next best way to get it is sublingual. That means it's under your tongue. Worst way to get it, obviously, is by mouth. You're not just getting, you're just wasting your money with that. And then there's certain vitamins and nutrients that, like magnesium. If you take magnesium by mouth, nine times out of 10, you're going to get diarrhea with it. If you take it via IV, Mm -hmm. it gives a, it's a smooth muscle relaxant. So it relaxes the body. It makes you calm. It's great for migraines, great for headaches. And a lot of times, most times, most people are deficient in it anyway. So we get all of that stuff. Like I say, we, I custom make bags based on your history. Like, let's have that conversation. Let's talk. Let's talk about your lifestyle. Let's talk about your habits. Let's talk about, and like I say, if we need to change the drip, like today, I may, my client may say, I want a lot of energy. Let's do that. Or they want to say, it's been a stressful week. I need to chill some. Let's do that. It's very versatile. So what, how long does this last though? Yeah. So how long does this last? Like somebody has migraines and stuff and they get some relief from this IV that you give them. Mm-hmm. How long does that last? So with the migraines, usually a lot of times you'll get the migraines too. Like magnesium is great for that. And even the hydration by itself. 
helps that go away. As far as it's staying in your body, depending on your metabolism, it's usually between two to four days IV because you still got to realize these are what we call water-soluble vitamins. That's why you eat every single day. You're replenishing all those vitamins through your food. So as you okay. use the restroom, when you breathe, you're releasing moisture, you know, sweat, any of that stuff. Depending on how much you do that, it depends on how much longer they stay in your system. The IM injections, those stay in a little bit longer because they're being released over time through the muscle. Okay. So I'll okay. have some clients that do the IV and they'll get the IM injection also to kind of where if the IV kind of drops you off, the IM injection kind of keeps you going. I do the IM injections every week myself. My body tells me, it's like, oh, so today's the day that you need your super B-complex injections. <laughs> You're getting a little tired. Your body starts to crave it. It's almost like, and I tell people, this is a lifestyle. It's no different than going to the gym. You don't go to the gym and think you're going to come out with muscles the first day. Your body starts to get used to that, just like going to the gym. Most people, once they're working out Mm -hmm. on a constant basis, they can't not work out on a constant basis because their body tells them to get up and go work out. It's the same thing. Your body starts craving this, you know, and there's also, and I tell people, there are three types of people with these infusions. The first type of person gets them initially and they can run a marathon. Second type of person, especially if they're not feeling well, they're ill, depends on how vitamin depleted they are, they may may not feel very much at all. Third type of person was me when I first started doing these infusions. You get what's called post-infusion syndrome. So you feel a little lethargic a day or so afterwards, but after, you know, you start still drinking water, hydrating, you start feeling a lot better. Basically, your body is going through this huge detox. It's like, whoa, that's a lot of nutrients you got there. What's going on? After I did about my <sighs> third drip, I no longer get that. My body gets used. It's like, oh, we, we remember this. We know this. So I don't have that anymore. But it's a crazy phenomenon when it initially happens. But it kind of tells you where your nutritional mm-hmm. status is. Right, right. Ugh, that's so good. So I mentioned in the beginning <laughs> that you're going to be on a billboard, I, which is so cool. Why? How? What's it going to say? So just, yeah, just trying to promote my business. This is the biggest thing. This is, I love this. I'm able to sit and it's crazy. And I say, and I've stopped recently. I've stopped believing in coincidence. It's not random. It was on your path. No, it's not. Right. Me meeting (laughs) you. Like I get to sit and I get to, I get to share positive energy with wonderful spirits such as yourself. You pour into me. I couldn't get that in the hospital. It's like you're being, you're already, you walk in depleted and tired. And I'm supposed to pour into these patients and make them feel better. I am pouring from an empty vase. It's nothing, it's air, it's dust. Yeah. I get to take what you give me. And guess what I do? I take that and I give that positive energy to someone else. I take that energy, I bring it home to my husband. I take that energy, I pour into my children. It's very different. My life is just very different. I'm more positive. I feel better. I move better. You know, my thoughts, I'm okay sitting with my thoughts, which a lot of people aren't. I speak to myself better. I talk mm. to myself better. So wow. with billboard, it's just, it's basically, I'm, I, like I say, promoting my business. It'll be in Palmetto and I'm actually, it'll be up April 1st. And actually, I hopefully will be doing, we call a soft grand opening, I will have a new boutique, IV hydration boutique in Serenby. So it'll be over in one motto. So I'll be opening that up. Like I said, just learning from 
past experiences and pivoting, changing. What can I do different now that I didn't do before? You know, learning experiences, just growing. You know, I still will be mobile. I still will have mobile services, but just growing, being open to growth. You know, growth, sometimes it hurts. It does. Yeah. But you also aren't afraid of leaping a little bit. That comes with time, though. That comes with practicing. You got to keep leaping. That first leap wasn't a good one. Was not a good one. You get used to it. <laughs> that was a rough, that was a rough leap. And just trust, you know what it is. And I had, I used to have a home screen of saying on my home screen of my phone that it said, and I will always look at it, it said, dear universe, I trust you. Love me. And it just, it. Okay. That was going to be my next question, Gigi. <laughs> What keeps you going? What do you say to yourself? Because we all have days. And I even asked you this the last time you came to my house. I was like, wow, you always come in here with this energy. And it's just like this whole vibe. Like we got, no kidding, people. We got on. She showed up in the little thing here to do this and started talking. And my dogs are up here. And everybody was passed out. And then she started talking. And the whole energy in the room changed. Everybody's like rough housing, grabbing bones and doing things. And I'm like. Gigi, you just completely changed the energy in my <laughs> little cabinet. I love studio. It. I love right? it. Energy is a thing. Energy like, is a thing. Energy is a thing. But we also discussed there are days when we're just kind of, ah, I have to go do this again, but I don't really want it. I want to be in bed. I'm really comfortable. Whatever that looks like for you. How do you keep yourself moving forward? Do you have a mantra? Besides the one you just shared, I'm sure you have more. <laughs> you know what? It's self, definitely self-awareness. It's I realize those days that I don't want to get out of bed, it's, I call it paralysis. So I have to acknowledge the paralysis to fix said paralysis. So basically the thing is, okay, all right, all right, I'm in a paralysis. I have to do one thing to make me feel better. All right. I do that one thing. Ooh. That one thing usually turns into two things. Okay, I'm going to do two things. That two things usually turns into three things usually turns into four things until I work myself out of that funk. Work yourself out of it. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's acknowledging the paralysis. You have to say, look, this is what this is. Acknowledging, I had to give it a name. This is paralysis. Creative, like it's a creative paralysis. I still even say my IV hydration is part of my creativity. Um, just, just because it is my own business, I'm making it look the way I want to. I know what, and that's the thing is too, is you don't always have to know exactly what you want to do. Sometimes you figure out what you want to do by realizing what you don't want to do. And mm. you're non-negotiables. Like, okay, this is what I'm not doing. This is what I don't want it to look like. And it kind of leads you down the path of what you do want it to look like. But realizing that paralysis, paralysis is real and it can last for days. And a lot of times, even on my phone, when I wake up in the morning, I start my morning. And it's funny because I swear everyone in my family thinks I'm just goofing off. I was like, I know. I start my day, believe it or not, with Instagram, looking at other people's artwork and looking at inspirational quotes. And I always post a lot of inspirational quotes. That's how I start my day. Yeah, you do. That's how I start my day. Okay. And I keep them on my phone. I see a new one. I make it my screensaver. So every time I log on my phone, it's, oh, yeah. Remember that, you know? I have one on here now that says, let's see which one's this on now. What belongs to you will effortlessly flow into your life instead of worrying about how. Just relax and be in a deserving state to receive. Believe that is already yours 
Start owning and being the energy of what you want to receive. Start matching what you want to attract. That's my current one. Ah! <laughs> well, that's perfect. Yep. That's perfect. That's exactly what we need. Gigi, how can people find you? They can find me several different ways. My Instagram, well, my art Instagram is GW Harper Designs. My Essential Wellness 360 Instagram is Essential underscore Wellness underscore 360. And my website is EssentialWellness360.com. And my website for my artist, GWHarper.com. Like I said, I'm going to be mainly based here in Serenby now. Like I said, still servicing the Atlanta metro area, growing. That's my biggest thing, grow, because I want everyone to be able to have access to wellness. That's the biggest thing, giving people access to it. And yeah, that's how they find me. And phone number's on there. Shoot me a text. Give me a call. If you just want energy. Yeah, exchange energy. I just want people to check out your artwork because she actually has, is it a painting that's in Serenby on that wall? Yes, it's Under one of my okay. mixed media pieces. Yeah, so I've noticed that for years and I was walking up there and I, my husband was with me, rare, but he was. And I said, <laughs> I know her. I know her and she's been in our house. Um, <laughs> and it's really cool. And I think people would be yeah. very surprised after hearing you, hearing this, and then if they check out your art, it's going to make this complete picture of this wonderful soul that you are. Oh, thank um, you. Thank and you're here you. serving others. I'm trying Absolutely. to. I'm you're here serving others. To. I'm so much, I'm Don't much that, more of a person. That word, trying. <laughs> you are <laughs> doing more. more. I'm always Not wanting to do more. Listen to Stan. I'm always right, wanting to do more. But you're doing it. Yeah. You're doing it. So listen to Stan's episode on scripting because trying is one of those words you're not allowed to say. Oh, okay. Notice. If and trying, but. Learning. Don't do it. And you're manifest. already doing it. Manifest. Another thing do, I yeah. do also is I say my name, like whatever I want. I say my name and then I say like, my name is Gigi Wilborn. I'm a successful business owner. My body knows, yes, my name is Gigi Wilborn. That's a truth. When you follow that by something else, your mind also knows that to be true. So you're putting two truths together. The universe doesn't know about time. You say, I, I am. There's no will be or in the past. You are in the moment. You are always working in the present. That's big. My name is Gigi Wilborn. I am a successful business owner. I am X, Y, and Z, and I keep saying it. I wake up every morning saying that. And you are a wonderful person, <laughs> and I am thrilled to call you my friend. That's a drop mic moment. <laughs> I heard you, Wendy. You know I heard you. You're amazing. The energy. Like, for us to be having this conversation. Uh, and by the way, y'all. This is us, like, during infusions. This is literally the conversation. That we yeah. This is what True. we do. There's no difference. It's Why can't different. people be healthy? Why can't we do this? Why can't we get the medical system to change? You know, all that stuff. Yeah. Right. It's true. It's, it's true. not what we talk about. Yeah. I thank you for your time today. And Gigi, thank you so much. And until next time, breathe in your second wind. Thank you for listening today. I hope that something you heard made you smile, made you think, and made you feel. If these incredible stories empowered you, awakened you, or left you feeling inspired, make sure to share with a friend and write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. 
Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook group, My Second Wind, or hit the link in the show notes to join the conversation. Until next time, go ahead and breathe in your second wind.